0: Welcome to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast presented by the News Press and Naples Daily News. We'll get you ready for the top high school football games in Lee and Collier Counties each week with our analysis and predictions. Here are your hosts, the News Press' Adam Regan and the Naples Daily News' Adam Fisher.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. Favorite podcast of people who like two random guys talking about Southwest Florida football. I'm Adam Regan of the News Press, and I'm joined by Adam Fisher of the Naples Daily News. What's up?
2: Good to be here. Man, and really we're fun. also joined by Andrea Melendez. Yeah, she doesn't have a mi- over here. She doesn't have a microphone though. Hey, you know what I realized? All three of our names start with A. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that Tri- wild? Triple A. Triple A. That's right.
1: Yeah, the Triple exa- A show. Exactly. If you need a jump or break down a battery die, well, we got you. <laughs> Anyway, we get into week eight of the high school football season. It's here already. It's almost playoff time. I feel like we just started because we kind of just did. Can I say, before we get into this, we've kind of
2: talked about this amongst ourselves as sports writers. This season is difficult for me to get super psyched about because these games, let's be honest, they don't matter. All these teams, they already know they're in the playoffs. They know that they already know what their first round opponent is. So there's no incentive to win. There's no district standings. There's no RPIs. So you know, Baron Collier loses a hard fought game last week, the one I was at. But eh, it's all right. We already know we're playing at home in the playoffs. I mean, wins and losses still matter.
1: Pride. They, Tell the people at Naples High School whether that win over Baron Collier mattered last well, week.
2: For us, for the fans, you know, it's hard to get psyched up. You know, if your kid's playing, sure, at Naples High, you're going to be very excited about that win. But, you know, eh, it's a good win. It's fun to watch, and it's entertaining. I still enjoy covering football, but they're just, there's not that much uh, juice this year. Looking for that juice. I need that juice. Got to have that juice. It's got to
1: be worth the squeeze. <laughs> well, let's look back on Week 7 and a couple of big, interesting games. We'll start with North Fort myers Yeah, Yeah. Were you a- expecting Dunbar to score... Zero points?
2: I was not. I knew North Fort Myers' defense was really good. They came in with three straight shutouts, but I did not think there would be a fourth in a row. Another team did record a fourth in a row, which I expected. We'll talk about them later. But North Fort Myers, man, that, you're telling me that defense is just nasty out there.
1: Yeah, we have been talking about Dunbar's offense the last couple of weeks. Davion Palmer, their quarterback, all the playmakers they have. Well, the Dunbar, the Dunbar offense was not able to hit a single big play in this game. They were really, really kept at bay by a new scheme that Dwayne Mack introduced. That I think he used it when he was coaching USA football, and it really kept all the playmakers in front of the defensive backs. They were able to make tackles in the open field. They were able to get to Davion Palmer up front. And it was really a a bloodbath. And some things that were concerning about Dunbar, Sean Russ didn't play in this game. So let's be fair. Chris Thomas went out with an injury. I mean, he's a Gators commit, and they're big defensive linemen, so we'll see how it goes for him moving forward. But that North Fort Myers offense, same thing every week. They just run the ball down your throat, run the ball down your throat. Oh, my goodness.
2: I'm looking at the box score. 58 rushes for North Fort Myers for 260 yards. That's a lot of rushing.
1: We asked last week if this North Fort Myers offense could possibly wear down all of these athletes that Dunbar had, and they did. All of those kids looked gassed, and I was so surprised – I guess I shouldn't be anymore. I think North Fort Myers. I think they have a second best team in Southwest Florida. Let's talk about the first best team though in Southwest Florida. Uh, according to our rankings, correct? Yes.
2: Who who is it? Who's number one?
1: Palmetto uh, Ridge. Oh, oh, Ridge. oh,
2: you oh you didn't know that? I did know that. I just want to hear you say it and hear people get mad about about it at you. So, a bit of a struggle early. However, Palmetto Ridge was resting their, their A1 running back, uh, Jaden Booker, who gets the majority, the large majority of the carries in that backfield. He had a minor injury, nothing, nothing major. Chris Tolkien said he's good to go for this week.
1: We'll score halftime in that Golden Gate Palmetto Ridge game.
2: 0 0, stingy with De Niro for both teams. It was 0 0. Palmetto Ridge comes out, and they um, score 31 points in the second half. But the defense, again, shut them down. And Golden Gate's not an offensive juggernaut or anything, but they got some pieces. You know, they got a good physical front line and a rushing attack. But Palmetto Ridge uh, held them, I think, to negative rushing yards. I don't have the number right in front of me. Was
1: that a Jay-Z lyric? It was, yes. I Off the top of my head. Okay, just- good jay-z lyric i don't know what do kids song, listen to
2: jay-z anymore i doubt i don't it, think right?
1: does jay does jay-z make music anymore or, or is he like
2: four years ago and it wasn't great um, is he
1: put out to pasture i mean he's with beyonce he's, he's like, got some do, beautiful do children lifting, so yeah. <laughs> yeah he's he's done he's yeah. running his empire
2: oh man uh so yeah four. that that's the team i referenced earlier palmetto ridge four straight shutouts they've played four games this season And not allowed a single point, although they do have a test this week against a Baron Collier team whose offense kind of came to life in the second half against Naples
1: last week. Yeah, um, we'll move back up to Lee County and uh, one of the older rivalries in Southwest Florida. Fort Myers played Cypress Lake. Cypress Lake had won last year, and Fort Myers was out for revenge, and they had to work real, real hard to get it because Cypress Lake had a second half lead that Fort Myers had to overcome. Another concern, injury concerns. I hate I hate talking about these, but Carter Lane went out with a yeah. right knee injury. He was in a, a brace. Who knows if he's going to play this week against Lehigh. They really need him. I'm pretty concerned for Fort Myers here.
2: Well, it's it's something, we talk, like we talked about at the top of the show, the playoffs are already set, and it's something we're looking at this week for a story coming up, if you check NaplesNews.com and News-Press.com, about how coaches are approaching this season, particularly the second half, differently, knowing that they're already in the playoffs. If you got a kid that's got a minor injury – you're more apt to sit him than you would be if you needed to win this game to get into the playoffs. So even if it's minor, you know, we may see him resting a little bit, but we don't know just yet what, what
1: the status is for Friday. Well, I have questions about that outlook. I mean, what, okay. if, what if you have a senior who's a really good player and – we didn't know if we were going to play this season anyway and he wants to play every single game. The coach is going to be like, you know, you're sitting. You're going to tell a senior who wants to leave it all out on the field there that he's sitting
2: down? But, but I'm sure that senior wants to win a playoff game and that's the most important thing. So maybe he
1: plays Is a it quarter. though?
2: Is it though? Is it? Yes, it, it is. Winning playoff though, game is Depending the most on the team.
1: Thing? I mean, you're telling me that a senior at Cape Coral High, they're banking on winning a playoff okay, game? I
2: I guess it is, you know. Um, specific to each program and each situation,
1: Fisher. This is what I don't like about
2: you. i there's, there's,
1: there's nuance to everything, man, and you're you're just like it's black or white. <laughs> there's no shades of gray here. That's me, man. I'm a zebra, black and white, all up in here.
2: No, you're right. It is different from program to program. But a team like uh, a Naples High or Palmetto Ridge, who has expectations of uh, making a deep playoff, so there's run.
1: like a few teams where that applies to.
2: Yes, exactly, and. To be fair, I've talked to a couple coaches this week in uh, reporting the story, and they've kind of said what you, you said. You know, we may rest someone if there is an injury. And part of it is got to win these games just to kind of prepare yourself for the playoffs. They're using these games to get ready for the playoffs, and you can't do that if you don't have your, your full complement of arsenals out there.
1: I'm interested to, to read the story and see who you talk to.
2: You should be. It, it's going to be an awesome, awesome, excellent story.
1: Anything else you want to talk about in this first segment?
2: Uh, what ha- oh, I do. I wrote this down. What is your problem? With community school of naples <laughs> what i was gonna issue? address
1: that at, at some point yeah
2: 10 teams ranked out of the what 31 32 that we cover nary a mention of the only seven zero team in southwest florida there are four teams with two losses ranked in the top 10 of our which by the way for the for the <laughs> listeners i'm putting it on regan because he is uh the one who does these rankings every week so why don't you like community school of naples
1: i'm waiting when do
2: they play FBA? Two weeks. They're off this week, and then uh, next week, the battle. The Battle of Livingston Road.
1: Who do they play this week?
2: Nobody. I think they're off, right?
1: Okay. I will make a promise here. Okay. If the Community School of Naples and their you know beautiful stadium, great uniforms, it's fantastic down there in Naples, if they win this game against FBA in two weeks, they will be in the Southwest Florida Top Ten. Promises right. made. Hold me to it. Well, they most
2: definitely better be, and that will be their final game before the playoffs, so uh, that's going to be a huge one for the uh, the Seahawks. they
1: got more, more to play for now.
2: I will mention, let's mention uh, First Baptist also in this top segment because they went out to Glades Day on a muddy, nasty, swampy night without their quarterback, who accounts for 50% of their yards of their offense, and they won a comeback victory on a last-second touchdown. Very big win for the Lions.
1: So fr- Friday night, as I'm going through scores... You know, I, f- I look up the FBA score and I was like, "What are you kidding me, man? Glades Day is not that good," and I was like, "There's got to be something wrong here. They they only won the game nine to six And then I saw, right? I saw that uh, Rich Millian was out, and I was like, "Oh well, that makes sense. That makes it a really nice win to w- to win out there." yeah with without him
2: yeah and glades day scored like in the first quarter and uh their defense really stepped up and, and shut him out the rest of the game and i will say rich million it was a an illness so not an injury so we, he expects him back this week
1: well so again csn if you're listening to this beat fba with rich million playing quarterback That's all you have to do yeah and you'll be in the top 10 no problem when we come back we're gonna discuss some of the week eight matchups so join us after the break
0: Keep up with the action every week by following our live Friday night scoreboard at naplesnews.com, news-press.com, and by downloading the Naples Daily News and the News Press apps onto your mobile device. Hey
2: everybody, welcome back into the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. It is week eight, we got some Thursday night games again, and Adam Regan and I are going to break them down tell you what we're looking forward to here this week and let's start on Thursday because there is a uh, big game two teams that um, are in the upper echelon in Lee County and one team that has never beat this other team Lehigh goes to Fort Myers and that surprised me when you told me that that Lehigh has never beaten Fort Myers that's crazy
1: they've been close a couple times and just Fort Myers has found ways to beat Lehigh it James Chaney, again, he's never beaten beaten Fort Myers because Lehigh's never beaten Fort Myers. It's an interesting game. I mentioned in the first segment, Carter Lane, the quarterback for Fort Myers, uh, injured. I don't know if he's going to play. That's a big question mark because, yes. I, I mean, he's the leader of this team. He's been the leader of the team. Fort Myers, we've, we've been wondering what the issue is there with the chemistry on the offensive line. This could be Lehigh's window, and Lehigh's coming up off a... Forty to nothing win over Riverdale. Uh, you know, their stars, you know, were aligned there. You know, they Richard Young, big game. Tavars Dawson, big game. I don't know. I think this is when it's a toss-up.
2: And I think it's fair to say that Fort Myers has not blown us away this season. Other games have seemed to have been close. They have struggled offensively at times, and particularly if you don't have your quarterback and one of your best receivers, that Lehigh defense, they really didn't look great against Naples, but that's the only time this year that they have they've struggled. You know, they had another shutout. Last week, they played well against a really good Charlotte team. So, yeah, it's going to be a toss-up, I think.
1: Yeah, it should be an interesting to cover, one to cover, and it won't be me. It'll be our friend Alex Martin will be out there. On a and Thursday full night. Full force.
2: Thursday night football. Let's go down to Collier County. I think the game of the week in Collier is Palmetto Ridge at Barron Collier. Barron Collier played pretty well against Naples last week. They lost 46-26. to However, their offense outscored Naples' offense 26-26. To 17. No team had scored on Naples in a month since Palmetto Ridge hung 31? 38 on them? 38. Thirty-eight. Naples had pitched three straight shutouts, and Baron Collier kind of came alive in the second half. They put up, what was that, you know, 16 points in the second half, and it was a six-point game with eight minutes left, so... I talked to Coach uh, Chris Hogan for that story I mentioned earlier, and, and asked him, you know, hey, are you guys ever going to give up any points? He said, well, it's going to be it's going to be tough this week to get another shutout because Baron Collier they got a good passing attack. Dylan McNamara he can sling it around, so it's going to be an entertaining game, I think, a high scoring game, I think.
1: Baron Collier is always an offense that really impresses me in Southwest Florida, and again, no different against Naples this week. A very good defense, however, I mean, special teams points that they gave up. They turn the ball over. That's just sloppy, and you're not going to beat a Naples team like that, and I would think that you're not going to beat a Palmetto Ridge defense well, and that, Palmetto by Ridge, turning the ball over, yeah. They've
2: looked very Naples-esque this year and that they use that defense to get turnovers, they get to points, and special teams, they block punts, which gets, which gets you points. That's going to be interesting. Baron Collier, I do want to say, as you mentioned their, their offense, man, it, it's fun to watch. Even when they're not scoring, just because there's so much going on. Like Mark Jackson's offense, he, he puts four people in motion every play, and they crisscross behind the, uh, but, the line. They have two guys from each side in motion crossing each other. It, that, that's
1: <laughs> impressive to me, though, that, that they don't get more penalties. Well, it's oh.
2: impressive that those kids have to like learn that and understand oh. it, and they're calling in plays from the, play, uh, the uh, sideline. So, yeah, you're right.
1: Uh, Barron Collier High School, very good academic institution, and the kids show it on the field with their attention to detail.
2: So you want to bounce back up to Lee County where we have North versus South, South Fort Myers at North Fort Myers. We talked about North Fort Myers in the first segment. South Fort Myers hung on for a – they needed a defensive touchdown to beat Island Coast last week, 21-14. Island Coast is a team that we both like and we're impressed with, but, you know, South, they're, they're going to have their work cut out for them. They're not, if you only get 14 points against Island Coast, you're going to struggle against North Fort Myers.
1: I mean, they got 21, but uh, well, well, the offense definitely. got 14 points. The, if South Fort Myers wants to be an upper echelon team again in Lee County, you got to beat Island Coast by more than seven points. you got to win convincingly. And if you're going to play North Fort Myers next week, I mean, I think this is a very, very uphill climb for Willis Mays' team.
2: Yeah, North, North is just on a roll. I wouldn't uh, pick against them. Although we will do picks in the next segment. Down in Collier County, we got the Coconut Bowl, the fourth longest running rivalry in the state, according to Ernie Madugno, the uh, AD at Naples High School. In the state? Yeah.
1: We the, have old, you know, any older ones?
2: Continuously running the fourth. Oh, continuously. So they running. played every year. Yeah. So there are other many rivalries that are longer. But Even they've the taken area. breaks. Exactly. Even Naples Mockley took breaks, you know, in like the 70s or 80s or whatever. The Coconut Bowl, it is at Laley this year. Laley's offense has come alive. I mean, they're doing it against, you know, maybe some not the best defenses. Last week against Amokley, they put up 37 points. But Amokley is really struggling this year. But that's two straight games where Laley's offense has racked up more than 300 yards. J.J. Dervil doing his thing. And they had a uh, another running back, Gershon I don't have his name in front of me, and I'm sorry, Gershon. I'll get it. Guerriere. There we go. He ran for 146 yards, so an- another piece uh, to go against it. But Naples Naples defense, very talented.
1: My question is for Naples, they're going to have to key on a couple different guys, so they can't just focus on one guy. You know, you got Sergio so you got J.J. Derville, you, you got Gershon, Guerriere. How do you think they'll handle that?
2: I don't know, but what I will tell you is what I told you off mic, that – Naples defense where you can get them and where they have struggled is in the passing game. When they face a really big passing attack with some big athletic receivers, you know, Baron Collier had some success last week, but they don't have the weapons that Lately does. does. Yes. Laley. Huh? Baron Collier might have a better quarterback. I think Laley has much speedier and, and bigger receivers. Obviously Sergio Morrency is a, a division one recruit. And then JJ Durville swinging that ball. He's a threat to take off and run as well. So, I think this is going to be a closer game than it has been in years past. I'm thinking, what was it, three, four years ago when Lely had uh, Jacquez Carter, where Lely actually led this. It was at Lely until Naples came back in the second half. That was a very fun game, too.
1: Ah, the glory days of my time at the news press watching Jacquez Carter run around the field at Lely in Palmetto Ridge.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was was very, uh, very entertaining. So, yeah, I think that'll be a fun one. All right, so that'll do it for our Week 8 preview. We will get into more
0: games... After this, when we do picks. Come on back. After the games each week, go to naplesnews.com, news press.com, or our apps on your mobile device for photos, videos, and analysis from games throughout Southwest Florida. Why, hello.
2: Welcome back in. It's your favorite segment of the show. It's picks time. Adam, last week, can we talk about last week?
1: I don't know what happened last week. I, I you haven't told me what the <laughs> records are.
2: I refuse to tell you your record, although you could easily look it up yourself. However, Mister Adam Regan, last week you went ten and oh. Oh yes. For your first perfect week, maybe no, it's the second week. one. You know, very impressive. I will say, unfortunately, there was only one game we differed on, and you got it right. I got it wrong. Which you one was it? North Fort Myers. I picked Dunbar. Oh, that was a...
1: Yeah, without, no one thought that that game that, was going to be... It was still, you know, you know 17 nothing Fairly close.
2: There. So, you did pick up a game on me. Adam Regan, right now in the season, is 51-11. Adam Fisher is 49-13. Let's see if we can differ a little bit more this week and uh, change those standings up. Let's go Thursday night, Lee County. Island Coast at, of course, they're at Bonita Springs because Bonita Springs hosts every single game.
1: Every game needs to be at Lee Health Stadium. Everyone. We
2: we like both these teams. Um, Island Coast has really shown us some stuff this year. Bonita Springs, of course, won their first two varsity games. Bonita Springs lost. Who did they lose to last week? It was pretty, it wasn't close. It was Ida Baker. There you go. We like Baker as well. So Baker, uh, you know, won by about, what, 30 points, something like that. It's
1: 42 to like 14, yeah.
2: So, Island Coast, Abanita Springs. You know, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this game since you're more plugged into the uh, Island Coast?
1: I think Island Coast has found their coach in Elgin Hicks. Uh, he was a is a Binky Waldrip disciple, but he was there. He is Island Coast's fourth coach in five years. They've been really struggling trying to find guys to lead this program, and he's got him going. He's he told me at the beginning of when he was hired that he wanted to put athletes out on the field and make teams stop those athletes. So it's just a matter of getting the ball to the athletes. So yeah, we like the Gators this year and Bonita Springs is building. I think this one's a toss-up, Fisher. I'm gonna let you pick this one first. Sure,
2: I will. Island Coast three and two. They did lose last week to South, but limited South to 14 offensive points. South won on a defensive touchdown. They won twenty-one to fourteen. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna take Island Coast. I just think uh, they got a little bit more this year. As I said, they're three and two. Benita Springs, a third, fourth year program. Still learning, developing Island Coast. I'm gonna take the Gators.
1: I'm gonna take the Gators too.
2: All right. Copying. Bishop Verot at Bishop Moore. Bishop Roe has to go on the road. Is that Orlando? Is that Orlando? Where- yes, that is Orlando. Oh, you know my rule. Two hour bus rides. I'm not a big fan of them. And Bishop Moore is pretty good, well, right? Well yeah,
1: what about two hour bus or, or, or th- I'm sorry, three yeah, hour yeah. and thirty minute bus rides up to a very, very, very good private school program. I mean this their Bishop Moore is no slouch.
2: So who are you taking?
1: I'm taking Bishop Moore.
2: Okay. I also will take Bishop Moore. So let's stay in Lee County and let's go all the way out to Cape Coral. The black and blue game, I believe it's called. Cape Coral at Mariner. Two programs struggling this year. Mariner finally got a win last week against East Lee. No offense to the Jaguars, but most people beat East Lee. These two teams combined have just that one win because Cape Coral is 0-5. So what do you think? It's at Mariner. Mariner's got that momentum, that that big uh, push from beating the Jaguars. Are they going to win two in a row?
1: I I will take Mariner at home here, but I think these teams are two evenly matched teams. I think Cape Coral's kept it close in the last couple of games, if I'm not mistaken, against Astero and somewhat on Benita Springs right yeah Benita Springs
2: Anastero, and Riverdale three losses there all by one possession so is that your pick you taking Mariner
1: I am taking Mariner
2: cool because I'm gonna take Cape Coral the Seahawks
1: how do you do when you take Cape Coral by the way oh crap I forgot about it.
2: <laughs> I'm not supposed to pick Cape Coral anymore because they always let me down but this is your this is your day Seahawks you're already locked in you're going to get them. I'm locked in. I said it. I said it. So I think this might be a sneaky good game. I'm not sure, although it is at Cypress Lake. LaBelle at Cypress Lake. LaBelle at five and two. However, it was a bit of a struggle last week, a seven to six win over DeSoto. Cypress Lake coming off a loss to Fort Myers. Cypress Lake, pretty explosive team, more so than we saw last week when they only scored 16 against Fort Myers. Does LaBelle have the defense to slow down the Panthers? It's a game of
1: deferring styles for sure. And I think the best defense for LaBelle is keeping that Cypress Lake offense off the field. Uh, yeah, keeping the Cypress Lake offense off the field. So it's LaBelle who's going to try to run the ball down your throat, you know, North Fort Myers style with that big offensive line. However, it's a little bit of a trip for LaBelle over to Cypress Lake. I will take J.D. Sherrod and the Panthers. Yes, I agree. I also will take uh, Cypress
2: Lake and J.D. Sherrod, my boy from Naptown. Let's bounce back down to Collier County, Gulf Coast at Golden Gate. Of course, Golden Gate lost last week against a very good Palmetto Ridge team, and Gulf Coast was off last week, so they're well-rested, coming in at 2-2. Two and two. You know, Gulf Coast can put up points. Golden Gate's defense did really well in the first half last week, even though Palmetto Ridge was short its running back. But uh, Coach Nick Bajika of Golden Gate was very happy with the, with the way his defense played. And they are at home. Do you think they can slow down the Sharks?
1: Am I way off base to think that Connor Barrett and Gulf Coast are going to win this game going away? Is that a crazy thought? Or, no, it's not or, crazy. Do I just not know what I'm talking about.
2: It's definitely possible. They have shown a lot of signs of improvement, especially kind of Barrett. We talked about him, and we talked about kind of our midseason surprises. He's leading Collier County in passing, or he was. Of course, before he. That's not a
1: surprise. But
2: what's the surprise? Is is ball security? He's not throwing the interceptions? He's not had the fumbles he had last year as a freshman. I also am going to take Gulf Coast, but I think it'll be closer than you think it's going to be. So is that right? You're on record, Gulf Coast.
1: Gulf Coast. Yeah, let's do it. I like to talk games out with you
2: see how you feel and I appreciate that Dunbar at Riverdale another game I don't know that we're going to differ on uh what what does Riverdale have to do to slow down Dunbar which kind of had some struggles
1: last week you'll have to cover up all those athletes on Mm -hmm. the field it's going to be really really tough for Riverdale but they do run an offense that you know can move the chains at times but I don't think they're going to move the chains against this very very strong Dunbar defense and you're getting Dunbar at a really bad time because they are Pissed (laughs) at that seventeen to nothing loss to North Fort Myers. I don't think this one's going to be close. Tigers get back on the winning side of things.
2: The Dunbar offensive line did allow seven sacks last week. Now that's to a very, very good defense. So maybe Riverdale can find some holes, get through that way. But I don't think so. I mean, maybe they will. But I also am going to maybe. I also am going to take Dunbar. Uh, A game we've already discussed. It's a Thursday night game. Lehigh at Fort Myers. Do the Lightning get their first win against Fort Myers?
1: You know my rule. One of them.
2: Um, always go to church on Sunday? Is that what it is? That's a good rule. What's your rule?
1: My rule is if somebody hasn't done something before. I'm oh, man, this is a twofer, and I'm sorry to interrupt. Them, yeah.
2: Your rule, if somebody hasn't done it, you don't pick them, and you don't pick against the green wave at Edison Stadium. So, man, this it's a twofer. So I know you're going Fort Myers.
1: I'm going with the green wave, but I am not confident in this one at all, even though two of my rules are contained in this game
2: well listen man rules are made for being broken that that rule you don't pick something that has not happened yet has bit you in the butt twice this year with palmetto ben- ridge beating naples and, and bonita springs, Benita springs yeah. winning their first game so <sighs> i say it's it's a it's a three for i'm gonna take lehigh the lightning are gonna win
1: my things is we've done, we've done three seasons of this podcast and really my rules have held up and it, they just came back to bite me in season three but like they well, didn't, They didn't hurt me at all in the first two seasons. There, there are
2: always exceptions, but yes, rules are usually uh, pretty good to follow. South Fort Myers at North Fort Myers. I don't know. My my question is, and no disrespect to Willis May, but is this
1: even close? I think that North Fort Myers is going to key on Nathan Castor hard. Mm-hmm. They're going to take him out of the game, and it's not going to be close. I, I'm sorry. I would love to see South rise up and beat the North, but I think North is going to take it.
2: Yeah, I think, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, North Fort Myers might have the best defense in uh, all of Southwest Florida. What? I know. I said might. I said might. I I hedged it.
1: There are two teams down in Collier County that would probably
2: say differently. They would, and they probably will. (laughs) I'll hear about it. But if South struggled to score against Island Coast, they may not score against North. So I also am taking North Fort Myers, Palmetto Ridge, at Baron Collier— I don't know which way to go on this one. I, I think it's going to be close. Of course, Palmetto Ridge, I think, is favored. Baron Collier did impress me in the second half, but you got to eliminate those, uh, as Adam mentioned, the silly mistakes, the interceptions, the allowing your punts to get blocked. I'm going to hop in and just go first. I'll, I'll take Palmetto Ridge.
1: I'll take Palmetto Ridge, too. Man, we're so boring.
2: We are boring, although we have a, had a couple differences so far. And we may have one here just just for fun. Naples at Lely. We, we might? Isn't really? Lely, Lely's your team, right? Isn't that the team, Or is that the team that bites you, like uh, Cape Coral bites me?
1: Lely usually gets me. I, I, I never pick the Lely games right. And it's mostly because I've taken them to lose, and they've Well, there you go. Me, you got to so. take them to win right here. No, baby. not going to happen. I'm going to take the Golden Eagles of Naples. They've dominated this series. When was the last one? 2009? 2009, the year that, that Naples that missed the playoffs. yeah. I'm a sucker for history, and Naples has historically won this game a lot. Yep. So I will take Naples to win a nut.
2: Naples is going to get that nut. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be entertaining and fun. I will take Naples to win as well. But, again, I think it's going to be a good game. So if you got time on a Friday night, go down to Lely and if you're allowed to. I don't even know how many tickets they got available after they, uh, you know, the, the capacity restrictions and whatnot. So check it out. I also will take Naples. That gives us... Two variations. I'm taking Cape Coral. You're taking Mariner or the opposite. No, that's right. You're taking Mariner. I'm taking Cape Coral, right? <laughs> all right. You're yep, just looking Mariner. at these. Sounds Mar- good. I've got Mariner in this one. And then Adam Regan taking Fort Myers. Adam Fisher taking Lehigh. So that'll do it. Anything you want to add, Mr. Regan?
1: Go to news sports and naplesnews.com slash prep zone for all our coverage of regional golf. District swimming, football Friday night, volleyball regional quarterfinals. We got all of that going on.
2: Hey, and do me a favor, too. Go over and follow us on Instagram. We've been putting a lot of cool stuff on Instagram, you know, links to our stories and a lot of video on Friday nights. On Friday nights, if uh, you're just sitting at home and you want to see some cool highlights, follow us on Instagram at NDN Prep Zone and at News Press Sports. And again, follow us all Friday, live scoreboards and all that stuff. Hit us up on Twitter.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Remember the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast will be available for download to get you ready for the coming week's games.